the hip hop To hear explicit content during this broadcast, please be advised. Well, all right, all right, everybody. This is another episode of the Money Marv Report, live and direct from Lounge Room Studios. Definitely got a um dope interview for you guys with a um iconic, legendary artist, R&B singer, R&B sensationalist, contemporary artist. From that New Jack Swing era When music was music From the Uptown Records era No other than Christopher Williams Is my artist spotlight tonight Here on the Money Marv Report Now that I entered Letting everybody know who my Guest will be for tonight Who's gonna hit that Money Marv Report hotline Um I just wanna say America we are in state of suspended animation America is just completely out of control everybody is definitely going through it first we get hit with the coronavirus in early March then as we go through the quarantine phase and the social distance phase everybody gotta wear a mask when they outside all I, all, and then all of a sudden, Memorial Day weekend, Memorial Day, another black man is murdered by, I'm going to say, the corrupt law enforcement of the Minnesota Metro, uh, Minneapolis Police Department. Um, so rest in peace to Mr. George Floyd. Prayers and condolences to his family and all this that is going on in the 17 plus cities, the 15 plus states all across the United States of America. Oh man, we got, you know, we got protesters, we got people looting, rioting, people fighting, people burning stuff from Atlanta to New York to Brooklyn to Los Angeles to Phoenix, Arizona, Houston, Texas, Minneapolis, oh man, Chicago, all these big cities, Ohio, Philadelphia, all these big cities got so much going on, you know, with this whole, this, this whole riot thing. Now, I see that they charged, they fired all the officers involved in this. And what's the officer's name? Derek Chuvin. You know, he really need his motherfucking ass. He need his ass whooped. And he need somebody to to put their foot on his 
his motherfucking neck and let him see how that feels. I understand in the perfect world, you know, that would be great to do to that to that mother to that scumbag motherfucker. He makes all cops look bad and all cops who kill innocent black men and women you make you make police look bad. Bad enough when I drive down the street in my car, I'm walking down the street in my neighborhood in any in any neighborhood for that matter. I always expect to get pulled over by the cops. No matter what I'm doing, no matter what's going on, I always expect to get pulled over by law enforcement. Why? Only because I've been in trouble with the law myself. I'm not innocent. I'm not perfect. I am flawed. I am human. I am a black man in America. I am a biracial man in America. And the different adversities that I have faced in my life with police, you know what I'm saying? Where I've been getting harassed by the cops since I was 12 years old, where they think I'm 16 or 17 because I'm five foot 10 at 12, 13 years old, and they think that I'm a grown man and I'm just a teenage boy. So in my neighborhood, law enforcement already pegged me to be a criminal because of the neighborhood I come from and the affiliation of who my family was. And when you're targeted by cops like that in your neighborhood, you definitely gonna get you definitely gonna get arrested for something. In the George Floyd incident that took place when it's, you know, Freddie Gray, Eric Gardner, Breonna Taylor, you know, various people all across the world who have encountered police brutality and see back in the 60s when guys like Huey Newton, Bobby Seale, Elridge Cleaver, Bobby Hutton, all these guys were in Oakland, Bunchy Carter, all the Geronimo Pratt, all these guys, this is what they were speaking about, you know what I mean, 30 plus years ago. And it's still going on today. And I have to tell everybody, racism will always live amongst us. There is no change in that. You're always going to have racist white men, racist black men, racist Spanish men, racist Asian men. You're going to have racist European men. Racism is is always going to exist. It's no change in that. Does it get doormatted at times? Yes, it does. But they need to start, when it comes to the laws, these racist politicians that put these laws in place, because when you have racist politicians, you get racist laws. And that's just the bottom line, and that's just the truth. And ain't no way around that. And you're always going to have that issue with racism when it comes to lawmakers being you know the opposing color of black and it's always going to be some type of racist law so when Huey Newton and Bobby when Bobby Steele and the Panthers when they went to the state's capital in Sacramento and they walked on there with armed guns and they you know went to make their claim 
I can tell you what, Ronald Reagan, the governor of California at that time, being a racist that he was and is, was like, hey, listen, we can't have, we we can't have that. So they put laws in place so the Panthers, so they can disarm the Panthers. And then you had, you know, the homophobe, the home, the homo, the homo, I mean, J. Edgar Hoover putting, putting, you know, terroristic threats on the Black Panther Party. And so when the Black Panthers were doing this in the 60s and the 70s, and they were saying they're a radical ragtag group, commun- communist, this and this and that. And this is still going on. I'm a do Diallo. You know what I'm saying? Got hit with twin glocks by the police. It's so many killings and police brutality that goes on. I experienced police brutality, you know, by police officers in my neighborhood. I've been stopped in fist a thousand times. I've been pulled over because they said I fit the description. And then when I get taken to the precinct, people, it's like, that's not him. And I don't even get an apology. I get to say, oh, you can go. Why? Because I was dealing with racist white cops in Suffolk County, New York, Long Island, third precinct. So when I see people standing up and I'm not saying that looting and burning and destroying is right not at all because you're taking away from your neighborhood you know my 70 year old grandmother has to go to Walmart or Target to get her medication she can't get her medication because everything is burnt down due to the rebellion because it's a rebellion and with that rebellion going on, you know, you shut down the businesses because we got a pandemic. Everybody is on pause. Food, li- food, limited food supply and all this other stuff. But I'm going to take a quick commercial break. And I'm going to get into some music for, during the commercial break from Mr. Christopher Williams.
what I said when I said what I feel But all of my words seem to fall on deaf ears You may not know how much I break up affected me too But if you would just hear me out You see all the things that I go There's no Feature song for tonight was Someday by the legendary R&B singer, Mr. Christopher Williams, who will be hitting that Money Marv Report hotline in a few minutes. In a few minutes, we definitely going to chop it up with the legendary Mr. Christopher Williams himself and talk about his musical journey, his musical background, and what he got going on in 2020. But before I went into the break, I was talking about police brutality and the different things that are going on. As I sit from from afar and I watch these things and I see how everything has transpired and how people are fed up. And I'm happy to see there's a lot of young people out there that's definitely pushing that good fight for the right reasons for the opportunists and the 
the, the, the rebels and people who cause in the rebellion. You know what I'm saying? You you deserve to be in jail because I see, I see day to day citizens running in stores, stealing color TVs and liquor and God knows what else. And people are on camera and just you know going in these stores and not realizing that they can bring you up on charges. They can prosecute you on charges of theft. So just because you're wearing a mask don't mean you safe. Trust and believe that. They can definitely bring you up on charges. So I, I, I it's just I'm just blown away by what's happening. I understand the protesting and people being frustrated and fed up. But when you're doing these protests and you're out there protesting, make sure that you have a petition to fight these type of laws make sure you got people sign a petition when you out there if you're going to be out there doing the right thing just like i see people protesting all over the world but just make sure that you're doing the right you got petitions out there for people to sign for people to get behind some of these things and get behind some of this these good things that you're trying to do the people who are out there to do the right thing the people who are out there causing trouble, yeah, I'm gonna say it. Yeah, your ass need to be in jail, and there's no, there's no if and maybe's about that because you know what I mean. It's one thing to protest, but it's another thing to, 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 to engage in nefarious illegal activity. I'm not standing behind that, but what I am standing behind is people out there. You know what I'm saying? Saying enough is enough. And I'm happy that we got the young people out there that's fighting a good fight. And it's not just black people. It's Caucasian people. It's Spanish people. It's various different people out there. And they're young. And that's what I like. Because we need more young leaders and young people stepping up and getting involved and getting and being more engaged into politics and different things so I'm definitely definitely 100% you know what I mean behind that and I'm gonna stand behind that because it's right I'm for what's right what's wrong is wrong and it's wrong to be victimized by police to be killed by law enforcement officers people who say we're here to protect and serve and we're here to you know what I'm saying? Save and protect and all this other type of stuff. So when these law enforcement officers are out here patrolling the streets on a day-to-day basis, what these people are throwing at you is all that shit that you protect. All them buildings you protect. That's what's coming at you. All them bricks and rocks and bottles. That's what's coming at you. And Derek Chuvin, the officer who, who caused this whole thing, you know, like I said in early in the broadcast, he need his motherfucking ass beat. And that's the bottom line because we got too much of this going on and too many things are getting away. And the American corporation, the American government give law enforcement way too much power and they have way too much control. A cop can say you did something. A cop's word is strong as 10 people's word in a courtroom strongest 12 people on a jury 
that's how powerful a cop word is. A cop can say, yeah, I seen this young man robbing a bank, a breaking into a house, a stealing a car, a selling drugs, and now he has to go into the courtroom and try to prove that, that he's innocent because there's no such thing as innocent what do they say innocent to proven guilty or whatever it is and all that other shit nah i've been locked up several times and you know what they had me as charged and you know what not to say that i didn't put myself in those situations because i did but i accepted my mistakes and my responsibilities and my actions as a man because that's what men do we accept accountability for our own actions and I tell everybody, for every action, there's always going to be a reaction. There's always going to be, you know what I mean, a place where people stand up and fight. And people, we need to stand up and fight more. And we need to get more people involved. And we need more young people involved. And people are saying, where the leaders at? Where the people in the hip-hop community? And where these type of people where's this and who where where are these people these people sitting these black billionaires what are they doing they sitting back watching from afar they watching from afar everybody is not gonna jump in to certain things they'll get behind it later and once again as i say we 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 got we got the, the you know the um the department of justice they need to change the way they operate and the way they do things because there's too many things happening out here and we got good people out there on the, out there standing up and we got a lot of bad people and it's always going to be good versus evil in the world no matter what whether it's with humans animals or whatever it's always going to be good versus evil and for me I'm all about what's right. And that 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 officer was dead wrong. And I'm going to tell anybody, you ever see me getting hemmed up for our police, don't video. Help me, motherfucker. Don't let the police kill me because I won't let the police kill you. And we have to start taking more, more accountability and responsibility on our own actions as individuals and people. And understand that we don't live in a perfect world. Ain't nothing perfect. Ain't nothing perfect. Ain't nothing perfect. There's not a perfect marriage. There's not a perfect relationship. There's not a perfect job. There's not a perfect car. There's nothing's perfect in this world. Everything is flawed. And we all have to keep that in mind. We all have to keep that in mind. Law enforcement should not be out attacking people with sticks and batons and shooting people with rubber bullets and, you know, tear gas and all that. I'm seeing all of this go on. Then I see in New York City, a NYPD police officer runs his car into a barricade where people are protesting. Come on, man. Come on, man. This is crazy. And then I see, you know, I'm seeing videos of officers, sheriffs in Flint, Flint, Michigan, I believe, you know, where they saying they don't want to turn it into a protest. They want to turn it into a march. The, the, the officer said, yeah, you know what? I'm going to take my hat off, take my hat off, take my helmet off. I'm going to put the baton down. 
And we're going to walk with y'all. That was epic. We need to see more of that. But the problem is, is we don't see enough of that because too much, too many people don't care. And when you have people who don't care, you always going to get a bunch of negativity and, and craziness going on because people don't care. And I hope this officer is convicted and charged with with this murder. And I hope the other officers are charged with acting in concert, you know what I mean, for not doing anything. And they want to back up their fellow man because, you know, blue stick together. And right now the world is between black and blue. It's always been a war between black and blue. And I'm touching on this because this is just my opinion. Doesn't mean my opinion is correct. It's just me giving my opinion on a situation that I see that's gotten way out of hand. And these politicians and all these other people, they need to really, you know, take notice and take heed to this. And I'm not surprised all this is going on also because... We're in the middle of a pandemic, and then we have riots all across the United States. Riots starting to pop up all across the country, because police brutality goes on everywhere. Let's not mistake that. Let's not forget that. Police brutality goes on everywhere. Everywhere we go in this world is police brutalizing people, and people people being hurt by cops all over the world so don't think that don't think that it's not it's not just don't think it's just here in America it's everywhere and we have to open our eyes and realize that and understand that that's everywhere that's been going on for decades hundreds of years you know hundreds of years we had police brutality but I'm going to just segue into something else because I'm just getting more and more disgusted as I think about this. And and I'm just, you know, getting upset about this. And it's just, it's just, it's just blowing me away, man. This, the things that I see going on. And it makes me, you know, get a bit um, subjective. And I don't, it uh, makes me get a bit objective subjective I mean you know when it comes to that because you know this is this is it's terrible man and once again prayers and condolences to the Floyd family and all the families who've lost a loved one to police brutality here in America the land of opportunity you know what I'm saying the free world the free land where everybody want to go to but freedom ain't free ain't nothing free in this world it ain't even free to leave your house uh oh this must be my guest man this must be my guest peace and love my brother welcome to the money marv report hey what's up money marv how you feel man i'm blessed my brother i am blessed my brother and first and foremost let me apologize to you for last week as a man and as a brother and as a comrade of music my apologies you know what I mean um you know for everybody who don't know who I have on the line I have a legend y'all this man is legendary 
Listen, for some of y'all, you know, I used to get the brother mixed up when I was a little shorty doo-wop on the come up with the brother Albie Shaw, and I have to apologize to Mr. Christopher Williams, y'all. For, 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 <laughs> um, how you feeling, my brother? How are you? How's you and your family during doing during this pandemic and all these riots we got going on? <laughs> yeah, man, it's crazy. Everybody's doing good, man. Just trying to, just trying to get back college, man. You know what I mean? Definitely, 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 man. Definitely. You're right about that, my brother. I'm definitely with you. I'm just, I was waiting to get the pandemic over, you know, and all this COVID-19 business. And next thing you know, man, I'm just like, I, I turned on the news, man, three days ago. And I'm just like, Jesus Christ, what is going on? You know, like, Jesus. But, uh, yeah, same thing, same thing going on 100 years ago, 99, almost 100 years ago. Bring it out to the mind. Yeah. Any other tragic stories, American tragedies. Why would this government play with SARS 
HIV and uh, a COVID virus dealing with that that flesh that has been um, just sitting and just disgusting. And why would they why would they create something like that? So these are things that are not just now questions. They're what's happening now. But they're they're, they're the same thing that unfortunately been going. Slavery's taken a different form, and it has just progressed as it's gone on. We're no longer belly warmers on the porch in South Carolina. The belly warmers on Beverly Hills in front of mansions right now. <laughs> Facts. The belly warmers are the ones who kiss up to Harvey Weinstein and all the bureaucracy and the hypocrisy that goes on in this country and even in this world. And I'm just dealing with America first. And then I challenge people to say, let's get up and, and let's wake up like Teddy Pendergrass said. No more sleeping. Yeah. No more backwards thinking. Time for thinking ahead. Absolutely, absolutely. Yo, my brother, you just said a mouthful. And you just educated me on a couple of things that I didn't know. You know what I mean? You enlightened me. And and hopefully that the listeners and the viewers that's listening to this pick up on what this brother just said. He just said a mouthful. And some of it might go over some of y'all heads because y'all not, you know, in tune like that. But my brother, that was very deep and very insightful, man. And, you know... We, and I needed that today for you to say that here on my platform, my brother. I sincerely mean that from my heart. And Thank you. I mean, it's sad, man. We New Yorkers, we're growing up in a world right now in the heart of New York, California, Chicago, D.C. We're seeing all these commercials being programmed by media that we don't own. So going back to the church and dominion, we don't have dominion over lobbies. We don't have dominion over this. The body of Christ, all these wonderful churches, wonderful pastors, wonderful men and women called to God. The body of Christ can't even get together. Yeah. They are not totally. I'm not downing church. I'm not downing fellowship. I'm not downing anybody. I'm just saying, God said I called you to be a nation. A nation controlling agriculture, ecology, government, people, like-minded people. Whoever created this government, what's like-minded for a black man? To go through school for 12 years and not learn about tax reform and credit? Two things as a, as a black adult, as any adult would need in this world. But you go through a public school system that's the first form of prison. And it doesn't mean you leave public school and go to prison, but where they design you to work and school is to respond to the whistle. Absolutely. Respond to the wards or the correction officer. Respect these gates. Respect this authority. Respect the malicious education that we teach you. And George Washington chopped down the church and Abraham Lincoln freed the slaves. There's only 13 planets. How about for years, this is a country that said, hey, milk will do your body good. <laughs> and make a commercial with a good looking, calm white man with a bow tie. He's like, hey, guys, milk will do your body good. Yeah, yeah, definitely. And, milk is, and, milk is the, and, and then we sit around and we believe them and we go, why am I dying? Mm-hmm. Why do I have high blood pressure? Why do I have, why do I got this, that, the other thing? Why have they created some other stuff? Why do they have commercials on America saying, take this drug and it'll fix your liver, but your eye, your ear, and your neck will fall off? Yeah, yeah, all the all the side effects to this and that, but, yeah. But they have no commercials that say if you simply alkaline your body 
if you're a Christian, read the book of Daniel. Don't preach in it. Don't preach over it. Don't start listening to the hooping. But read the book of Daniel and understand how if you believe God made your body, then how don't you feed your body the way God asked you to feed your body? So if you're not alkaline and you're having health issues, food is great. We gotta, you might be an individual who needs encouragement on how to eat, but we gotta start sharing that information. And a lot of a lot of it needs to be shared in pockets where we convene, whether it's the beauty parlor, the bobby shop, the barbershop, the church, the basketball gym. This is stuff that each of us has to start taking ownership. We've been taught like slaves to do everything that we're accustomed to, including the counting on the government for every single thing. So in a minute, when they shut these banks down to put reforms on the things that we love so much, like, oh, Miss Walker, we love your daughter, but she can't come to IS-81 anymore until you get your vaccine papers. Mm. Mm. And mm. oh, yeah, I know the vaccine, you probably think it's the mark of the beast. Oh, no, it's fine. Look, I have mine. Yeah, 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 yeah. You know, you're 100% right, my brother, and... And a lot of those aspects of the things that you're touching on, you know, and and listen, brother, you enlightening, you enlightening people and this people. This country that gave Michael Vick more time for killing the dog, and I love dogs, I love animals. But this is the country who gave a dude who went to college, had a professional life, no no prior record, and he got more time than 493 killings of an officer killing a black man. If you put all 493 American cases, and don't believe me, log in. Mm. There's 150,000 indictments against America right now about mind control, cloning people, uh, the market of beasts. So the same thing 5G and 6G can do as far as keeping your, your garage up, keeping your house up, opening your garage door for you. What do you think they're gonna be able to do with your brain? When you get that shit and with the finesse of 5 and 6G and part of that. That's why the government doesn't say, hey, we're putting up a bunch of 5 and 6G towers and it's unhealthy for human beings. They yeah. don't tell you that. For the, you know, Anthony as... Fauci spoke in 2016 at Chapel Hill at the University of North Carolina. And again, don't believe me, Google it. Before, before Donald Trump became president, he told Donald Trump and the Congress and the, all, the poli- all the political world we would face this pandemic. How would he know that? Mm. Unless he's the same drug pusher who told us that HIV was a homosexual and gay disease. This guy is a, he is a, a, he is a dope dealer with a license to murder people. And, and then if you're selling, and if you're selling crack cocaine on the street, they will give you life. Because they say it's illegal right. to do it, but, but. you could kill over two hundred thousand innocent people. And, and again, I'm not Donald. I'm not Donald Trump's best friend. I don't share my political views or whatever. Mm-hmm. But you got to see the whole confusion of all of this stuff. Oh, absolutely. We have a president who said he could be president in 1998, and he wasn't even thinking about politics. He was hanging out with Russell Simmons, me, and Andre Harrell with the models and all the New York parties. Mm. But mm. he said all the way back then, if I just do one thing, I could fix America if I just change my, my into a republic. Now he just fired the World Health Organization. People are still blaming him for everything. And again, I get it. His attitude is not pleasant. 
Definitely. I'm not for him or against him. I'm watching all of this stuff because half of this stuff that we are prescribed to, casting our vote, like casting a spell, mm. half of this stuff is just a bunch of malicious nonsense anyway. Absolutely. Because when you go to the scrolls of Bohemian Grove and these places where pedophilia, um, uh, human sacrifice, and all these other demonic pagan worship things, the most elite people in the world have all been on the scroll of this place, Bohemian Grove. And, and everyone's scared to talk about it because it means you'll lose your life. Yeah, and I, I'm with, you know, and as you say about talk. Every president, except for a few, have been to witness this, mm. except for Donald Trump. Mm. His name's not on the scroll. Gotcha. Hmm. Now, they say on the scroll of this thing, and you can Google this stuff, 20 Pulitzer Surprise winning authors have disappeared after investigating these shenanigans that go on. The, the elite of the elite meet here, the 1% of the 1%, the Illuminati, the Dark, the Deep State, the Bilderbees, the, the Monarch, the Roman Catholics, these are the people who come together and all the elite of Hollywood, the puppets they use, and they come together and they watch this debauchery, and they get together and just like they have since 1776, they plan what they're going to do with the world. And they use affluent people like Bill Gates to finance it. Gotcha. And we sit around going, nah, 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 that can't be, that can't be. We sit here, got $2 trillion in the middle of COVID, and they still ain't fixed Flint, Michigan yet. <laughs> yeah, yeah, make you wonder, right? Yeah. It doesn't make me wonder. I just understand that people on the other sound of our voice and say, here's another conspiracy. Listen, I'm a lover of God, first and foremost. I want everybody to be okay. Because I know I've done things wrong in my life. Thank God I don't have the spirit of um, violently um, murdering white men or Asian men or Latin men just because we're different. Thank mm. God that I don't embody that spirit in me. Definitely, definitely. But we also have to understand that what's going on the earth is a spirit. Because warring against flesh and blood is one thing, but the spirit and the principalities of this world is a whole other thing. I agree 100% on that. That's what I'm hoping that. that people wake up to. Definitely. I hope so, too. I definitely hope so, too. And I'm in tune, brother, my brother. And I definitely, you know, and as you said, people on the other side is listening to it. You know, I'm, you know, I've been in, I'm not a perfect person either. You know what I mean? And as I said earlier in the broadcast, before I got you on the Money Marv Report hotline, you know, I spoke about my personal experiences, you know, going, you know, being in trouble with the law and dealing with police brutality. You know what I'm saying? You know, and I've been fortunate enough to, you know, you know, escape being you know killed by police and being in the hands of police you know what i'm saying whether it's i'm in the you know Suffolk county correctional facility or i'm in attica state prison you know what i mean and i've been to both them places you know what i mean and i'm you know and i'm and i use those that time wise listen yeah and none of them places that you touch before you go there none of them are a joke <laughs> <laughs> yeah. 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 I mean, not Riverdale. Riverhead, 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 yeah. None of that, all of that shit is dark craziness. <laughs> yeah, you know what I'm saying? And, you know, and, and,
and and I'm a person I accept accountability for my actions you know what I mean I don't point the finger and say you know well Mr. Williams you know he didn't do x y and z for me but Mr. Williams didn't put the gun in my hand to go do a drive-by he didn't give me the dope to go sell to somebody you know what I mean so I can accept and I know people don't really want to hear this but I know you can honestly say and I've been through the system to answer what you said there was some good white brothers you know not not just the corrections even the convicts inmates you know what i mean but that's you know whatever people want to label it as yeah Jesus Christ, brother, you blowing my mind away, man, on the things that you're talking on and touching on, my brother. So, if you know what I mean, don't take it personal. I don't. We're supposed to talk about the new single someday, man. <laughs> it's funny. I even shot a video. I got two videos coming out on Sunday. Gotcha. One of them is about the history of America and where someday I hope we get to, and it's an simulation of a. a it, 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 it literally assimilates a love story about a man and a woman who put in so much work in their love. There's so much natural love in it. But the world and time and individuality has gotten them apart from each other and they don't even know why. And they just hope that someday it'll soon pay off. All the work we put in will soon pay off. And I started thinking about, man, God has been mocking my lyrics and my songs my whole life. I remember when me and Devontae was on the phone not too long ago. I had just talked to Casey from Jodeci and I was trying to get Devontae and the guys back together. Not as a group, but just but just to just be able to talk simply as brothers as they Yeah, yeah. And God started dealing with all I see is your love. And he was like, Y'all was talking about me. Yeah, it was a woman. But all I can, and people say, oh, that's weird. No, no, no. You you open up songs 
and you put a woman's name in those beautiful words. And that's what that's some of the greatest love songs ever. It was just David expressing his love to Christ. Mm, that's deep. But you change some of those words for your lady's name, and I'm talking about the most beautiful poem you can write to her, the most beautiful love song, because God is love. And the only thing that's going to conquer this hate and this demonic spirit is love. Absolutely. And open, real dialogue. Because all the like lies about 40 acres and a mule and retribution, all, we don't need retribution. Damn sure don't. We, we need justice. Definitely, definitely. Definitely do on that. And, you know, hopefully, you know, when all the when the smoke clears up, hopefully we will get justice. But deep down inside, I'm gonna just say this, Mr. Williams, my brother. I don't think we're gonna get it because you know we live in a flawed system. You know what I'm saying? We have a flawed system anyway, and we all know how this all turns out when cops go on trial for police brutality and. You know, they get acquitted, they lose their job, and sometimes they'll lose their job and move to another state and get another job being and in law enforcement somewhere else in a different city. And that's again when you're just when you're just stop when you're just components in a nation but not a part of a nation, you can't get what you want out of it. This is it's like Fubu said it best, for us by us. It doesn't mean we don't want white, we don't want black, we don't want Asian. It means that until we learn to have justice for ourselves and then from their platform enough to be able to, as a whole, build things together, break things together, fix things together, accept that none of us are perfect, and be able to move on as a culture first, and then, it's funny how they love hip-hop, they love all of our culture. Oh, of they course. Love us. We love us, we, we love them. But there is a spirit of imperialist entitlement that started back in Jamestown. I don't see how you have, I remember when I was a kid and I would say, how do you have the United States of America, this great country, and you got our founding fathers, but we're the founding mothers. Is that why it took so long to have Title IX? Because you have either some men who want to hold women down or... Because men say they're better. What does God say? And God said you should treat a woman as I treated the church. But would Jesus wait almost 200 years to give females Title IX? We're not even just talking about black. This is deeper than just black. This is colonialized slavery we're living in. The very thing that we take trips to D.C. to visit the Pentagon and the White House did you ever wonder why everything white is good everything black is bad yeah but the truth is white flour is bad white sugar is awful mm-hmm. yep <laughs> yeah you're right you absolutely white milk is poison it's puff it's pasteurization but everything black is bad mm. and 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 as you as as you touch into that you know being, you know, I was having a, I was having a some, a some, somewhat of a similar conversation with a buddy of mine, and we were talking about, you know, light skin, dark skin. You know what I'm saying? Because I'm a biracial, biracial man myself. You know what I mean? And first thing people say is, "Oh man, you know, you dark man, you, you, you bad." 
But if you like, you know, you good. You know what I'm saying? In the same context of what you're saying. And it's like, oh, light is soft. It's, it's not harmful. But if it's dark, it's harmful to you. You know what I mean? I don't, you know. It was Muhammad Ali soft. Oh, not at all. Not at all. You know what I mean? Not at all. Okay. I hear, this is to all my brothers who I love. I get comments, and I know we joke around on Instagram. If you want to hit me on Instagram, um, it's Official Christopher Williams. Official Christopher Williams on Facebook. Real Men Sing on Twitter. But one of the most heart-crushing things for me as a black man is to hear us here when we say, my brother say, yeah, back in the 70s, we weren't in. I'm like, why weren't you in? Yeah, but now y'all ain't in. I'm like... If that's not the most colonialized slave statement ever. Yeah. Because in the 70s, what was Sidney Poitier and all of these great men doing to pull forward Martin Luther King, Mega Evers? What did these great men die for? And they weren't just standing next to other dark-skinned men. No, they weren't. Andrew, Andrew Young, we're men, black men. We didn't ask to be infiltrated. Master went up in the house and infiltrated the way he felt like it. And it wasn't just your wife. He might have infiltrated your your, your husband. Mm-hmm. Because yep. those colonial dudes weren't just into the wives. They were into the studs. Mm. Deep right there. This brother getting deep, y'all. Mr. Mr. Christopher Williams. And what it has getting done, deep. it's only 300 years ago, it has it has blown up, ripped apart the family structure in America, but definitely in the in, in Black America. Mm-hmm. Definitely, definitely. Now, can I ask you this, my brother? You know, because you know we could talk about this stuff all night, but I want to you know talk about you and your musical journey because you are the artist spotlight of tonight's show. And I love everything that you touched on. And this is and I'm glad I got to hear that from you personally. And I'm honoring this whole moment, my brother. I'm honoring this. And and I'm giving and I'm just here to give you your roses while you're here, while I got you on the line, because in normal circumstances, you wouldn't even know who the hell I am. I wouldn't. You know what I'm saying? I would know who you are, but you wouldn't know who I am. And just having you on on the on the hotline, my brother is a blessing. This is another impossible. And I'm thankful to even have that whole conversation with you because you enlighten me, and I'm sure others will be enlightened by what you said. You know what I mean? And you know you've done a lot of things in the music industry, and you've been in Hollywood, so you are one of those people who. We're in the elite circles, as you mentioned, you know, guys like your bro- your comrade, rest in peace to Mr. Andre Harrell. You know what I mean? You were in those circles, so you being a person to say all the things that you just said because you've been on the inside. You sat, you've been with the millionaires. You done sat around the millionaires and the thousandaires. You know what goes on in places like Hollywood, the music industry, and, you know, being around good people and bad people throughout your life my brother and you definitely my brother definitely gave a mouthful man and you touched a lot of different things man i didn't even expect this conversation to even go that way you know what i mean but i'm enjoying it man i know it's a music thing man but with the state of the world right now trust me i want everyone to love my song someday i'm excited about chapter two of my career Um, I'm, i'm 
thankful and blessed for the journey that we just spoke about. You know, I look at people like Charlie Wilson, and I'm like, man, that's what I'm talking about. It's just life just continues. It doesn't have to stop. It can get better. I mean, just as time goes on, it just gets better with time. Definitely, definitely. With all this going on, it's hard to get on here and just talk about my music. Yeah, 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 no doubt. No doubt, because I was going in at the beginning of the broadcast before you called in I was going in I had to like pause myself I said I don't want to bombard this brother you know what I mean with you know you know my you know my my you know my my my, my personal opinion on some things you know what I mean and I didn't mean to you know what I mean bombard you like that in the beginning but I just know nah, you just opened up my can of worms <laughs> <laughs> you know because I was listening to the Someday song. It's a very beautiful song, man. And I would use that as a, as my personal wedding song if I was there to get married. It's a beautiful record, man. It's a beautiful record. You got a beautiful voice, my brother. And, you know, in your earlier years, you know, I was, I was still a kid, you know, coming up. You know what I mean? You know, and I didn't get to, you know, fully experience the times when you were in the music industry you know what i mean coming in you know pre-new jack swing era like you know with you know the one song you got talk to myself i was a kid you know what i mean and i remember singing to that song you know what i mean by myself you know what i mean being that i was a you know kid who kind of you know what i mean who was an outcast and i would always talk to myself and still to this day i still Me do too. talk 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 to myself you know yeah, what i mean <laughs> Timmy big shout out to Timmy gatlin also Wokey stewart who's also competing one project in the Bronx, and he's from Harlem. they would be like yo why are you always by yourself why are you always and i came to be with that song i was like yo i i, I hated the song because it was a mock prerogative rip but i actually loved the song because i was like they had a couple of conversations like perfectly and big shout out to the kids of that era of of, the, of 1990 because you guys saved my record because adults weren't feeling i talked to myself but it's funny that you said that because over the years kids would come up to me who began growing up was like you know what i didn't know you were the same guy who sang dreaming but i used to sing your song and talk to myself because as a kid i would talk to myself it's funny that you said that. <laughs> yeah, nah, it's the truth, my brother, you know. And it would, and people would be like, hey, you talking to yourself? I'm like, nah, nah, but I know I am talking to myself. And my lady still to this, my lady tells me, why are you talking to yourself? And I, you know, and I'm just like, you know. Oh, I don't, there is no one to talk to. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> you know, and, and you know, and then I, rem- I remember, I remember that jam. I do remember it being kind of Bobby Brown, my prerogative infused. You know what I mean? But you and Bobby don't even sound yeah, nothing nice alike. Word. I like that. <laughs> I like that one. Infused. <laughs> you, you, you know what I mean? Because think about it. It was infused with that sound, but it wasn't the same type of message as my prerogative. You know what I mean? It had yeah. more of a philosophical right. message that, you know what I mean? If you didn't understand music, you wouldn't know what the brother was talking about. You get what I'm saying? That's what I love about the young boys now, though. I got to give some props to the young dudes. Like, you know what I missed about the 90s? Me, one time, me, Alan, Bobby met at, uh, I think, where were we at? We were at one of these shopping malls in Topanga Canyon. I had rolled my motorcycle over there, hooked up with them. And we, we were laughing because we were like, man, what would have been like in the 90s if we had Instagram or Facebook or MySpace? And Bobby... 
Bobby was like, I wouldn't have made it. <laughs> and it was so funny the way he said it. He just, he, like, I, I, I looked at him too. Like, yeah, you're right, nigga. You wouldn't have made it. Because it, it's so much pressure. You know what I mean? They pit us against each other going back to that. And just saying, like, now it's cool to see, like, Drake and Breezy, which is Chris Brown, getting a little kiss mm-hmm. or whatever. But they, like, men can come together and make music together. It would have been dope to see what me and Bobby Brown or Bobby Brown and I'll be sure or Bobby Brown and Keith Sweat would have made together. But and music was never... It, it, it always pitted us against each other, which was so whack, and I hated that. Or this, What would it be like to have... Kayvon, Brian McKnight, Chris Williams in the group with, with Joe, with Thomas or something. You know, just like fusing all of these gifts that God gave together. And I do like that you see that a lot now. Yeah, yeah, you, definitely. You see like Drake and Chris Brown make a joint together. And obviously when they do it, it just comes together and it's fire. Yeah, and that's the thing I was bigging up T-Pain about. You know what I mean? How he did the joint over... With, with the young boy Tory Lanez I was like yeah I like how T-Pain Like you know what Collabed with him on a remake of his song I love T-Pain too Big shout out to T-Pain Cause again he keeps it like He moved it to the 3.0 But it comes from that Roger Zap thing He keeps He keeps tagging And fusing new great sounds With his great sounds and it, and it, like you said, it's dope. Yeah, it's definitely dope, you know. And just like as you said, like, what if you and Al B. Shaw and you know Bobby Brown, uh, Johnny Gill, or somebody, y'all formed a super group in y'all era and time, y'all would have had hits. People would have been like, "Yo, man, I'm, I'm gonna tell you a secret that a lot of people don't know." I take one minute of your time. Yeah. LSG, which Keith Sweat and Johnny Gill would have to admit to if you ever got him on a lie detecting machine was originally supposed to be the heartbeats. Gerald Levert put a group together that was supposed to be like the five heartbeats, which also included me and Robert Kelly. Oh, okay, okay. So wow. LSG was originally the heartbeat, but because Rob wanted to group on his label because he was so hot at the time, I mean, he was like... Scorching, he was scorching, yeah. He, yeah, he was volcano hot. He was Bugs Bunny hot, yeah, he was lava. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And Keith and Johnny, I believe, wanted to keep it um, with uh, Sugar Ron and them, who the guests they had done business with already. And they decided to kick, since I started with R. Kelly, I guess they decided to kick me out the group and make it a three-man group. But it was fun going to Gerald's house in Cleveland fond memories of trying to put that together you know, even some of the uncomfortable conversations that were had including with Joe, you know my big brother G had to be like yo Chris you know you're out but you know I love you and he went on to do other he always was trying to include me and stuff and you know I miss Gerald Levert that was my man so that was a masterful mind of Gerald Levert not being insecure and being a fan of other brothers' talents and always wanting to like pull and tug each other up like iron sharp as iron. And imagine and as great as LSG is and I love their records, you know, big shout out to JG and, and Sweat, but imagine what it would have been with Rob Kelly and Chris in it. And you know, and I know people right now being like, you know, forget Rob Kelly. Some people are like that nah, you know, I, I still pray for Rob. Yeah, no doubt, no you know, doubt. It, I understand. I, I totally understand because you got a you got, you got a relationship with him. You know the brother. You know what I mean. You may know things about him that, that other not, people and don't. Not only that, man. You, you know, it's you, you just somebody's paying the price for what they did 
or what's been proven that they did. And um, at that point, you still, if you're human, you still like, I just find he found, I just pray he finds some salvation with God. And that the people that are hurt, obviously, I'm praying for foremost because, you know, their families and their lives and have been affected. And, this, you know, you just, it's a tragic situation. But that was a farm memory back in the time. We were going to farm that super group. And it would have been great to do it, even if just as a single. I wish we'd have just dropped a single together. You know, yeah. You know, this would have been a record. Yeah, that would have that still been, been hitting. Serious. It would have still been hitting in 2020. You know what I mean? People still would have been putting that on their Quiet Stone playlist. And that's I, why people still play You Will Know, the drink that D'Angelo wrote that we all did for uh, our boy Alan Payne's movie with Jada Pinkett. Oh, oh, okay, okay. Yeah, Jason's lyrics. Jason's yeah, lyrics. Yeah, 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 yeah. And wow. having us all on American Music Awards, that was a lot of talent on one stage. I mean, Black Men United was a lot of talent on yeah, man, definitely, definitely. You've done a lot, man. You know, now, when did you know you wanted to be a singer? Like, at what age? Like, was it, when did you discover your voice? Like, I always knew I could sing because I was in church. My grandfather was a pastor. My grandmother and her sister, Manuel, was basically the whole choir. So I kind of, you know, my grandmother kind of always pushed me and my sister, Belinda, or whoever was in church or the family to kind of sing. And she, like I said, her and Sister Manuel, they would be singing to the rafters. And, uh, you know, and sometimes I just, I would just be like, I'd hear certain things. And I kind of knew I was like, man. And then I, you know, I always loved Michael Jackson. When I was really young, I loved Michael, Michael Jackson 5 earlier. And then when I probably hit around, honestly, third, fourth grade, I actually just something switched to me. And I just started listening to like Harold Melvin, Teddy Pendergrass, Marvin Gaye. And then it progressed into Jeffrey Oswald, James Ingram, and Luther Vandross, that era. And then I just was like, man, I love singing. And I stopped playing baseball as much. I was, you know, like you, I was making decisions in New York, in the street, trying to get ahead, trying to save a life out, moving fast. And then, you know, God bless me, I got a record deal, man. I finally stopped moving so fast. And I said, you know what, I'm going to bet on me. I got all my resources together and talked to my, my father, um, the, the late, great Norman Page, and uh, he just said, I'm with you. What do you need? I mean, whatever you short, I got you. And then we went and made some demos, and I met Michael Rosenblatt, who signed Madonna, and the rest was kind of like my journey, the beginning of my professional music journey. Wow, that's dope. That's dope, man. That's dope. And then, you know, and like I said, you know, I knew the song, you know, every little thing, you know what I mean? Every little thing. That was another hot record, bounce record. I was always doing the kick out as a kid. <laughs> hearing that song. Yeah. <laughs> if you was in New York, you would hear the doom doom. Uh, yep. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, man, you know, I, and you know, just music like that to me is timeless. You know what I mean? I can still play it. And people are still going to jam out to it. You know what I mean? Same thing with the Dreaming record. You know, um, when I was sharing the fly on my story and my homeboy hit me, he like, yo, that was my shit, bro, growing up, man. That was my shit. I'm like, yeah, man. I was like, yeah, New Jack City. He's like, yo, you talking to you? You got, you got him on your podcast? I said, yeah. I said, you know, I said, his publicist, you know, we got, a, we got an understanding. And 
I said, yeah. I'm like, hell yeah, why not? I said, man, that's one of the goats right there, man. That's 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 one of the goats of R&B right there. I said, people don't give my man his props, man, but I'm going to give him his props. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Yeah, man, and like I said, you know, best is yet to come, bro. We still grinding strong, New Yorkers, are. We still grinding, man. Of course, of still course. Still grinding. You know, now... Are you currently in New York or are you on the West Coast, the South? I'm, I'm home in Cal I'm home in California. Oh, okay, home. okay. I'm not, I'm not quarantined actually anymore, but I just been like, you know, we're just starting to come out of this, so I'm just sitting back and I got you. obviously push the single, doing a lot of uh, press right now, setting the record up. Um, strategizing like I told you earlier about the video, so we finally finished that. Now we gotta get release to go shoot it and then just think about what how I exactly want to do it um just just um, other things so um, amazing young lady I want to um, have a video named Callie Sunshine um her actual name is Madison she's a heart player so she's part of my idea about the one with the uh that actually expresses all the stuff that's going on historically so we're going to do a remix to uh to uh Sunday on a heart oh okay 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 and you gotta hear it. I know it's like, okay, what? And you're gonna hear like a harp and a beat. He was right. And I'm gonna sing it. I'm gonna flip the melody just slightly a little bit. Mm-hmm. And the, the, the uh, narrative from the visual we're gonna create, I think, is gonna be special. I think people gonna like it. Then I'm gonna have the lovey dovey one, the normal, the normal mix that you have. Yeah. And that'll just be a straight video. You know? Yeah, yeah, <laughs> straight yeah. yeah. RB. <laughs> <laughs> nah, that's dope. That's dope, man. That's dope. Any you do? Are you are you doing? Are you gonna be trying out for any roles, making some appearances in any plays or movies, or anything? Cause I, you know, you... no no more plays right now. Um, just uh, like I said, I've been uh, in the writing lab. I'm finishing up the film that I wrote about my aunt Ella Fitzgerald and Tiska the Tasket. Mm-hmm. Um, we got a lot of interest in it. Um, been working with a couple of really amazing people. Um, Annette Libby Oliver, my brother Virgil Oliver, her husband um, Moses. We just been working with some people, um, and hopefully between uh, the team that I'm assembling right now, because that's where I'm at, man. It's like we're coming out of this. It kind of froze because, like, in February we were actually supposed to be doing all of this back in February, gotcha. but I got froze because of COVID. And I actually, my son came out. We caught some good momentum off it. We gotta thank everybody for the positive response. Um, oh, I'm gonna just tell you now, brother. I, I seen the unsung thing, and I was like, and before you know, MJ had even you know put this together for me and you to even have a conversation. I had watched your unsung like three weeks prior. <laughs> oh, very cool. You know what I mean? And cool. and and it, you know it just happened, and all the you know and and, and just you being. On my on my podcast, you know what I mean tonight. Just like you know what I mean, like it all blew me up. I'm like, damn, I was just watching this on TV, and and last week, you know, I was watching your brother day tribute on BT about Andre Harrell, and then when you came up, your face came up again, and it blew, and I said, oh snaps, and the phone was ringing. I'm like, oh shit, wow, you know what I mean? I'm like, you know. I, you know, I'm, I'm like I said, I'm just one of those people. Like, I believe things happen for a reason, and for you to be on my show wasn't, you know what I mean? It was, you know, it was in some way I look at it. Well, we, I'm, damn, I'm, I'm humble, man. And I appreciate that, man. And like I said, at this stage of my life, brother, 
It's like to hear a young man who's doing his thing say that about my little life. I still see it as such a little thing and I'm still dreaming. No pun intended, but I'm still dreaming and I'm still creating. Uh, and looking forward to chapter two is just, like I said, it's humbling man, because I, I remember way back when I started my career and I was having experiences like running into Stevie Wonder or Charlie Wilson or, 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 or like touring with Stephanie Mills, meeting Frankie Beverly and actually becoming like his nephew and his son became my drummer and all the tentacles that go into this journey that God gives us and it's, it's, it's an amazing thing, you know, and life is about living, man, so I'm proud of you too and humbled that you think that much of me. Definitely, because listen, my brother, you are part of music history, my brother. You've made history. You had number one records and albums and all those big accolades. You know what I'm saying? It doesn't matter what time and era, you still cemented your place in music and R&B. And I and I'm disappointed I don't hear more R&B in today's time. You know what I mean? Because I don't. See Breezy. I fuck with Breezy. Yeah, when he was, you gotta look at the the expression of him and Trigger and all of them expressing themselves from those young ages to now they're grown men. So that's their fuse now. That's the lane they're living in. Like, look what they're living through. Yeah, 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 yeah. Definitely. You're right. Like, as young men, they're living through all of these. Like, when I was, when when we were from 15 to 35, we didn't have all these challenges in life. There were obviously challenges and always will be, but we didn't have. Absolutely, you're right. So not not in my lifetime anyway. You know, and and a gentleman as myself, you know, going into my late thirties, you know, and seeing all of this and I'm just like, wow, you know what I mean? Like everything, you know what I mean, with music and you know, the the current stuff that's going I mean, on. For, for you guys as children, because your ages, you know, y'all are the baby boys now. So you know, and and you know it's just like do I bring kids into this? See, and that's the you know, and that's another question. See, I got my son is ten. You know what I mean? I'm like, yo, listen, little homie, you ain't getting no other brother, no brothers and sisters. Like, that's rap. You know what I'm saying? Like, you know, it's gonna be me and you and we we you know what I'm saying? Us two high yellow dudes, we gonna we rocking out together. You can't get no brothers and sisters because it is too much going on. In this crazy world, you know what I mean? And I love my one son, man. That's my heart, man. That's my twin, man. And, you know, and I'm like, listen, I'm good. I don't need no more children because it's too expensive. My son's name is Makai. You know what I mean? Big shout to Makai. I don't know if he listens to his pop shot, but big shout to Makai. You know, um, and lights get represented. <laughs> you know, yeah, man. Everybody say he look like Drake, man. But you know, I, I love my son dearly, man. You know, and you know, and even like with him, he has challenges. My son is autistic, so him having that, you know what I'm saying? That that slight challenge, you know what I'm saying, made me want to be 
more more of a better father than what I had. You know what I'm saying? Because I didn't have a father. So I'm like, you know what? Nah, listen, all my attention going to be on you because if I have another child, I can't give my special needs son the attention that he, that extra attention that he needs. You know what I'm saying? So, you know what I mean? And a lot of guys, you know, they 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 had they'll have a special needs child and they don't want to be in the children's life, man. And that's some old coward shit to me. I don't respect that at all. <laughs> you know what I mean? Just my opinion. It ain't. You know what I mean? Doesn't mean I'm right or no, wrong. I totally, I totally understand, man. You, you, you know what and I mean? I mean, the special needs is just to me like I, I, I kind of see it as a special need, but we all got a special need. I see it as a uniqueness. Absolutely, absolutely. You know what I mean? And so, whatever it is your greatest fear in life, there's your greatest victory getting through it. Definitely, definitely. And you know, and just my son just made me a better person. You know what I mean? I didn't become a grown man until he was born. When I said, you know what? Ain't no more gang banging. Ain't no more. Ain't no more. Ain't no more hustling. Ain't no more of this. You know what I mean? I'm gonna get off parole. I'm gonna get. I'm gonna get New York State off my back. I'm gonna get a job and I'm gonna work. And what I do now today, you know what I mean? Outside of me doing, you know interviewing and journalism you know i work as a community credible messenger where i work with at-risk youth and you know what i mean and i you know mentor young men who are getting out of the juvenile systems and you know who's getting to that age where you know they 16 and 17 and now you know they they pre they i get them at their pre-criminal stages you know what i'm saying early criminal they, stages. Need, something, they need something to do you know what I mean because you know yeah no doubt I love rap music and all that and I still get a little bit of money off rap you know what I mean from things that I did back in the days I don't do music anymore but you know I was just smart enough to you know what I'm saying to position myself to just get quiet money and I don't need to be on Every every TV station, radio station, and blog, this, that, and the third, because I'm not that type of guy. So, I, you know what I mean? I just was smart about making my chess moves into the music industry. And I think a lot of younger people that I see doing music, they know the business a little bit, but they don't know the paperwork side. You know what I mean? When people say, oh, yo, so-and-so robbed me. Why is it a crime when... You know what I mean? The black man robbed you, but the white man been robbing you all your life. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Yeah. You know. You, you know what I mean? It's and, like, it's a, and it's a deal. And, you know, it's a deal. You never get what you deserve. You get what you negotiate. It's totally, that's the premise of business. You know what I mean? It's just... And if you don't take the time to negotiate right where you can get in or get out or get your money, you're right. It's unfortunate, but... You entered into the deal. Yeah, you know, you put your name on some paperwork. I've been there too, you know, signing bullshit deals. And then I'm sitting away for some time and I'm looking back on paperwork and I'm over here like, oh, I ain't see this, I ain't see that. You know what I mean? Because it ain't just one or two pages when they give you a contract. You know what I'm saying? You got to be able to tell these people over here on number 18, section C, you, you can't do. People, the bigger the. When you get thick contracts, especially for small deals or any deal, 
That's not a good contract. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> see, see. <laughs> he, 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 and you know, it doesn't take that much paperwork to have a, a, an understanding. Mm. Definitely, definitely. So now, is there a new it album? It takes some, it's some deals. Don't get me wrong, but it doesn't take that much. Definitely. Now you're right. You 100 right. You know, and I just tell everybody, you know, you know, you know, learn. This stuff is jargon, and it's just running you in circles, and it's just as every every di- every mm-hmm. every two or three pages is about taking five or ten percent more of what is yours. Mm-hmm. See, and this is a man that has experience in those areas, y'all. I've been around the elites. When I and, said, it's, and it's different from these guys now that are coming to business because there aren't as many labels that are really going to put... You know, we were fortunate to come out of what was from the 70s and 80s. And record companies had progressed. I mean, Madonna and Michael Jackson had exploded record sales live. And record companies were investing money. Like Warner Brothers, my first label, Geffen Records, who was Geffen Warner, they probably invested a couple million dollars in branding my name. So, okay, maybe I didn't get everything that I was probably should have got a fairer deal, but it wasn't like it was horrible. And it's, it's, it's unfortunate the nature of the business, the landscape that has to change, and, and you have to change it. And people have. It's just some of the decisions that when they change it, what happens or what the perspective is. For instance, Master P is a, is a business genius. Now, he may not have the catalog that's as big as other movements, mm-hmm. but the fact that he came in and prepared his own table as an owner and not as... And he stayed that way through a lot of his business deals, so, you know, kudos to him. And and other people have done it, too. I mean, Rap-A-Lot Records back in the day, or even though Death Row ended wrong, they had the right perspective about their share of how they should be doing business and Interscope and Jimmy Iovine really respected it and it was a great relationship it's just that the the behavior from it after the wealth started and it was immense wealth yeah not just for one man but you know a lot of of people yeah 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 they were big and the branches of them I mean Game 50 Cent Eminem they all you know out of the same simulation with Dre all the stuff from, uh, you know, Snoop, the thing, the branches of, you know, Uncle Snoop. So Death Row had a corrupt, even corrupt, and all the different things that came out of Death Row, whatever it was. Yeah, they yeah. had a lot of branches. And because it was owned and they were writing the music, there was a lot of money involved. Mm-hmm, damn sure because, it was. Because <laughs> a black-owned label owned the license, the master, everything. And... And that's back in the day when people were still buying CDs, and it was like, you know, that that Tupac record was a double album. I think that joint might have been like twenty nine ninety nine, and I think he sold like seven, eight million copies. I mean, do the math. Yeah, 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 yeah. That, yeah, it was definitely was. Yeah, I do remember. It, I think when the set when it was twenty nine ninety nine, I remember seeing it at like twenty two ninety nine at Sam Goody or some shit, and people probably like Sam Goody. What is that? <laughs> you know, so many Michael Jackson did forty million records at thirteen dollars a pop, fourteen dollars a pop. Do the math, forty million. Whew. Whew. 
lot of zeros in that thing, boy. A lot of zeros. <laughs> uh, Ray Great Whitney Houston, twenty some million. It's not one record. They had they multiple, had a yeah. few records that were like punching holes in the wall. Yeah, yeah, definitely, definitely. Now, is there another album in the works? Like, you know, are you doing an EP or something? Are you just dropping singles? Yeah, right. Now, we're dropping. There's an album in the works, and I'm also doing a tribute to the late great Teddy Pendergrass to that man look to checking that stuff out man and i want to keep in touch with you man just you know what i mean hey hey what's up my brother how you doing you know what i mean just because yeah, man. and make sure you let the record loose man definitely 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 well man i'm definitely you know what i mean because i do two shows so you know what i mean definitely gonna have that you know what i mean on the thursday night playlist show as well you know what i mean streaming on you know what i mean everywhere you know sometimes i have to just be careful and put all these disclaimers because people people's music obviously is you know being copyrighted i would assume and released and you know what i mean and so sometimes i be you know the certain sites flag you you know what i mean from from playing yeah, the music we'll, we'll have, we'll, yeah whatever you have permission like i said i'll get my i'll get my manager andre to come out and get in touch with you and you know we'll do something else I'll, yeah. soon and I'll let you know where all the platforms are because right now we're just leaking it to you oh okay on the setup too and this is like you know this is like the first level we take it back a little bit like the old days we're going to all the everywhere like all the djs all, all the all the all the media all the outlets all the podcasts everybody yeah yeah and then we're gonna bring the big boys in and you're gonna start hearing it on radio i can see a little video with us nah nah man i'm definitely I definitely, I was listening to it earlier in the broadcast, man, you know what I mean, for the people to hear it anyway, you know what I mean, and yeah, man, I'm definitely, I'm definitely loving that record, man, and someday things will change and things will get better, that's, that's what, that's one thing, that's what I get from that record, it's very inspirational and very motivating as well, my brother, and you sound like you're in a good place and a good space in your life, my brother, and you know what I mean? And I'm proud of you, my brother. And I'm glad that I was right. able to have that conversation with you. You too, man. Well, yo, be cool, man. And you got my joints to lock me in. Definitely. Hit me up. And you know we're going to hit you up too. And a big shout out to MJ for making it happen. Definitely, folks. I'm going to keep Brother Williams on the line real quick. This is going to be my quote of the day, my quote of the night, my quote of the, the year. Folks, please decrease the apathy, increase the consciousness. Peace and love. This is my time. Catch y'all next week, man. Peace. Peace.